Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Welcome back, W2 Prison Break Nation. This is the W2 Prison Break Show, the podcast to help you fire your boss and start the business of your dreams in under 12 months. So glad that you're here with me today. I had something happen to me a little while ago, and then I just decided to come on and hit the record button and, and film an episode. I have my iPhone and, you know, I get a picture of the day, right? And it was a photo of me and my son at the Lincoln Park Zoo in downtown Chicago back in October of 2019. And I was looking at the photo. We had a photo shoot done for our entire family. I was looking at the photo and I started thinking, I'm like, wow, that was, that was four years ago. And so much has happened. And I want to share that with you right now. I, I just hit the record button and I'm going to talk to you about Everything that has happened between when that photo was taken and a lot that happened prior to that picture being taken. And my idea here or my hope here is that this message, these, these stories inspire you and make you understand that you're capable of great things. And I didn't believe in myself for the majority of my life growing up. I just simply did not believe that I was worthy of great things. I've spent a lot of time in counseling and, and talking to people about why that is, and I'm working on that. I have much greater belief in myself than I ever did, but I spent the majority of my life thinking that I wasn't good enough. And I presented myself as someone who knew it all, who had it all figured out. Meanwhile, I was just a scared little eight-year-old kid inside and wasn't ready to let any of that out. So I just want you guys to understand where I've been and where I am now, and, and to let you know that transformation is absolutely possible. It's possible for everyone. I hope that you, by hearing these stories, by listening to me, that you have some hope, because that's what I want for you. I don't want you to think that you're just because you are who you are right now, it means you need to settle for that and you need to stay the way that you are. We can all grow. We can all expand. We are worthy of great things. It is my firm belief that we're all worthy of great things. Okay, let's go back to prior to when the photo was taken, October of 2018. I was still in my corporate sales job. I was selling elevators. I worked for the same company for 17 years. And this is before COVID too, by the way. Nobody knew that was coming. And this is a couple of months before you know COVID was even announced, was, was even a thing. Nobody knew. I want to talk to you a little about being a dad. Like my son was, you know, four years ago, he was much smaller at the time. And, and I remember the first time I became a father. And for those of you who have kids, there's a moment right before your, your child is, is born where you do feel this, this change. It's about to occur. It's a major moment. I remember that I was, I was sitting out in the, in the hallway. I was ready to go into the delivery room and I, I just said a little prayer and I, I just, I felt different. Right. And I, I said, I hope they're okay. And, you know, please, I, I'm ready for this and I'm, and I'm going to, I'm going to do the best job that I possibly can, you know, really hyping myself up. And I, you know, from that moment in, from that moment in that hallway to when I walked into the, to the delivery room, everything changed for me. I was no longer just responsible for me and my wife. Like I got this little kid now, this baby that I got to take care of. I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And I figured it out. We figured it out, right? We have, we had, we had help. And that's really what life is all about. Like you don't know what the heck you're doing half the time. But you figure it out and you have help and you ask for help. Being a parent is no different. No different. So I saw my father when I was young. I watched him 
fly all the time. He was traveling all the time for work, right? My mom didn't work. She worked part-time when we got older. But, you know, back then you could survive on one income. It was very feasible to have a one income family. That was my dad. He was traveling a lot. And I just thought that's what you were supposed to do to put food on the table and, and pay the bills. And I missed him. I missed him. I missed him a lot. I didn't see him a lot, right? Especially as he got more and more advanced in his career. And I look back now and I just, I watched the guy kind of flame out. Like you could tell that he wasn't living his best life and he just wasn't pleased, happy all the time. He would come home angry sometimes. And, you know, I haven't talked to my father in over five years and, you know, I don't, I don't mean this to slight him in any way. He probably, he might listen to the show. I don't know if you are dad, I miss you. I love you. The door's always open and I hope you're okay. But I just thought that that's what I was supposed to do when I got older. And I did the exact same thing. I mean, it's uncanny how we follow in our family's footsteps because that's what I saw. I thought that was normal. I thought my mom and dad's marriage was normal. I mean, they got divorced the minute we left high school, we left the house. And I knew it was going to happen. And then I had this vision of what a marriage was supposed to look like. And it's like, we just repeat this stuff. Right? We just repeat what, our, what we see. And I did the same exact thing. I got into a relationship that didn't work out. And I also got into a job that was just like my father's traveling all the time. And I said, that's what I thought you were supposed to do. And as a result, I'm missing my young son grow up because I thought, this is what I got to do to put food on the table. This is what I have to do to give him the best life possible. And then he started to get older. I would come home and I, he looked different. He's talking different. He's saying different stuff. Thank goodness that we have cell phones and we have, you know, FaceTime and all these technology stuff. My dad didn't have any of that stuff. We would talk on the phone. Maybe, maybe he would call, but we would talk to him on the phone. But most of the time it was just like, hey, I'll see you in three or four days. And that was it. And I couldn't imagine what he was going through because I was small. We were young kids. Same thing with my son. I'd come home and he's like, he's looking different. He's got new words. And I remember feeling, I remember feeling that, man, I just, I can't do this. This is just not right. I got one kid, one shot to watch him grow up. And I am not going to spend my life regretting missing him so that I could make money. It's just a ridiculous way to think. And if there's some, if there's people out there who are doing that, who are going through that right now, I, I just want you to know that there is a way out. I'm living proof of that. There is a way out. I, th I thought that there was no chance, no way that I was going to be able to get out of that. I was going to work for this company until I was in my 60s and I was going to be flying on airplanes. And get, as I got older, I'd be flying more and more and more international. And I would just, I looked at my boss's boss and I'm like, wow, that's going to be me. I'm just going to be old and tired and stressed out and, you know, never being around and living out of a damn suitcase. And I said to myself, finally, as he got older and my son started to voice his opinion about me being away, I thank him, I thank him for that all the time. Because if he didn't do that, I may have never had the courage to take my shot, to stop being afraid and to bet on myself. Because I'll tell you what, I said to myself, I said to my wife, I got one shot to watch this kid grow up and I'll be damned if I'm going to miss it. I'll be damned if I am going to repeat what my father did. And I'm not going to do that to my son. He doesn't care how much money I make. He doesn't care. 
He cares about me playing catch with him, about laughing with him, about spending time with him. He doesn't care how much money I have or what car I drive. He's 12 years old now. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. He wants to play catch with me in the backyard. He wants me to take him to baseball practice. He wants to talk about sports with me. He doesn't care how many properties I own or my podcasts. Like he thinks it's cool when I listen to podcasts with him about me, but he doesn't care about any of that stuff. If you think your kids care about that stuff, they don't care. They care about you spending time with them. And you got to find a way to do that because I, you do not want, I'm telling you right now, I, I, I know it to be true because I know my dad. I know how he thinks. We're very similar. I guarantee you that he is filled with regret because we don't talk anymore. And I, I don't want to feel that way. And I don't want him to feel that way. So I had to break the cycle. And he gave me the courage to do that because he told me that he didn't like it when I was gone. Hey, dad, I'm, I'm afraid. I don't like when you're gone. I'm scared to be in the house with just mom. That was it for me, man. That was, that's all I needed was him to say that. And I made a promise to him and I made a promise to myself. Most importantly, I made a promise to myself. And I said, he's never saying those words to me again. You want to talk about fuel? You want to talk about the willingness to not ever give up? That's all I needed right there. And if you find that, if you can find that in yourself, the sky's the limit for you. That propelled me. That took me to action. Now, I'm going to tell you what happened after that photo was taken, okay? Because it was right around the time where he started to really tell me, hey, Dad, I don't like it when you're gone. Had no idea what was going to happen with Cohen. No idea the whole world was going to change just a few months later. No clue. Who did, right? Well, a couple of months after that, I joined a mastermind. One of the things that I made that I, one of the biggest mistakes that I made in my life is that I was around people who I felt were not as intelligent as me, not as successful as me. And that made me feel comfortable. That made me feel superior. Even though, again, I was a scared little eight-year-old kid dying inside and I needed to, to get around different people. Very challenging. So I joined a, I joined a mastermind. I paid a lot of money to join a mastermind. I invested a lot of money in myself, something I wasn't willing to do. I had the money. I just wasn't willing to do it. A lot of fear around that. And I, 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 I went all in. I took that fuel from my son and the promise that I made to myself. And I went into this mastermind. And here's what I quickly discovered, quickly discovered, was that everybody in the group that was doing all these real estate deals and having success and quitting their jobs, they were no different than me. And I said, hey, if they can do it, I can absolutely do it. And guess what? I did, right? I used that group to help me get to where I wanted to go. I just wanted to get out of my job, get off of airplanes so that I could spend time with my son. I want to do enough real estate deals so that I could spend time with my kid and my wife as well. You know, my poor wife, I talk about my son all the time, but, you know, my wife has been one of the greatest gifts in my entire world. Sometimes she listens to the show. I'll tell her later, but I love you. You're just, you're the best. You're absolutely the best. And I'm so glad that we found each other. So I'm in this group, right? I'm in this mastermind group and I'm feeling more confident. I'm like, wow, this is, this is not as hard as I had made out to be in my head. I immediately got to work. I hired a coach. I got a mastermind. They told me to start doing stuff, start calling sellers. So that's what I did. I listened to them. I called sellers. I kept dialing. I didn't stop dialing. 
I'm still doing my job. I'm still flying on airplanes. I just readjusted my schedule. Like, you know, most people think they don't have enough time. You do. You're just doing stuff that you're doing other things. You're not prioritizing your life. I learned about time management, which was huge for me. I learned how to prioritize things and people helped me with that. I had a terrible time management before I got into this group. I didn't think I had enough time. I made the same excuses that everybody else made. I don't have time. I don't have enough knowledge and that'll never work. And I'm afraid to lose money. I had the money, but I was petrified to lose it because I didn't want to look stupid. So I got over all those fears by joining a group and seeing that people were just like me and they were having success. So I kept dialing. I was on the phone, right? I, I had that skill. I, I had to hone that skill because I'm in sales and I had, I had a bunch of, I had ability to call people, but I had to learn something new. And I did. I did it. And I did it quickly because, again, I got this fuel behind me. The kid's never telling me again that he hates when I leave. And then we have the gift. It's not a gift. I don't want to say that, but I was blessed personally to be grounded. I didn't have to go on airplanes because COVID shut the world down. So now I'm full bore on my real estate business. Challenging time to do real estate deals, but I did a bunch of them. I got my first agreement, got my first house under a contract in 71 days after I picked the phone up. 71 days. I lost that deal. Seller took the house back from me. Two weeks later, I got my next house under agreement. I made $51,000 on that property over the course of the term. And then it was like, okay, I can do this. This is not that hard. There's a lot of moving parts, but this is not that hard. I kept dialing the phone. I kept going. I didn't stop. Three months later, I was able to close on two more properties. I passed the six-figure mark. And then fast forward to September 2020 of that year, I left that job. So from nine months of me saying, I'm no longer going to tolerate my situation, I'm no longer going to let my fears and my self-limiting beliefs hold me back from my dreams. When I said that out loud and took action, nine months from that moment, I was out of my W-2 job. And then my real estate business took off because I went full-time. I went full steam ahead. I scaled it up. I hired people. And then I got another eight properties. I controlled $4 million worth of real estate. I'm at the top of this group now. Now I'm running masterminds, mastermind meetings, and I'm speaking on stages and I have a podcast. All these things happen. I'm, I'm being introduced to all these high level individuals. All I wanted to do was do a bunch of real estate deals so that I could get out of my job. That's all that I wanted. And the point here is that if you can just cross that line, okay, that dreaded fear line, whatever color you want to paint it, that you're just so petrified to cross because you can't see the end result. You can't see the end game. You can't see the outcome. So you stay on the other side of that line because you can't see it. If you just have the courage, if you just have the ability to step over that line and stay over that line and continue to put one foot in front of the other, and keep going, and keep going, and keep going. It's been four years. It seems like a long time, but I can remember every, I can remember the beginning. Life goes by really fast, really fast. I'm so glad that I made that decision, but you have to make the decision. If I didn't make that decision, I'd have missed a kid grow up. He's 12 years old. I'd still be doing the same stuff, and I know I would be miserable. I know it. So now, Fast forward to today, right now, I have another podcast. The first podcast I, I, I let go, I, I shut that down, was for my property business. I have a brand new show 
that I started in April of 2022. I've gone from one day a week to five days a week. I just started a mastermind, okay, of like-minded people, W2 Prison Break Nation, to join me on this journey of ditching your W2 job. I want people like me who are tired of that life. I'm not saying you got to fly on airplanes, but people who want to spend time with their family. We only got one chance, one opportunity. You don't want to be bogged down by a busy nine to five and being miserable. Only 10% of people like their jobs and like their bosses, 10%. So the other 90% of you who are listening, I hope this resonates with you because it's totally possible. There was nothing superhuman about me. I just got to the point where I was sick and tired of being sick and tired. And I got around people who could help me. I'm taking credit for this. I did the work. There is no substitute for that. You can't just coast through this, okay? The reason I got to the top of the group was because I did what other people weren't willing to do. I worked. So I'm not going to ever give you the illusion that this stuff is easy. Being your own business owner, being a real estate investor, opening your own business, leaving your job, this is not easy stuff. And I'm never going to say that it's easy. It's challenging, but wow. The rewards are so much greater than going in every single day and having to be told what to do. Can I please go on vacation? Can I please have this day off? There's nothing more like the money is nothing compared to that time freedom and just the empowerment of being able to run your day and not have your day run by you. I can turn this show off right now. I can hit the end button. And I can go talk to my wife for the rest of the day. It's three o'clock in the afternoon. My son's going to be home in like five minutes. I could, I could decide not to do anything for the rest of the day. I get to decide that. And I don't have to ask anybody's permission. And there is nothing more powerful than that, if you're asking my opinion. I hope that this message really inspires you. I hope that this episode of my stories, and I'm going to do more of this. I told you a couple of weeks ago when I said I was going to go to five days per week, that I was going to share more of my journey because I don't want any of you listening to think that, hey, this guy's had it figured out his whole life. No, I have not. I've figured it out recently and I'm still trying to figure it out. And I'm going to continue to try to figure it out so that I can bring all of that to you because I want the same for you. I know what it's like to live that life of feeling like you're trapped and you are in a literal prison. Hence the name W2 Prison Break. I didn't just think that was cute. That's how I felt. I felt like I was in jail and I was never going to be able to get out. And as I got older and older and made more money and accumulated more stuff, the worse it got. And I'm telling you, I was at the point where I was just in a bad spot. I was in a bad spot. And I'm so glad that these events occurred, that my son gave me the courage my wife gave me the courage and supported me. I can't tell you how much she has supported me since the moment I met her and how much my family has supported me. That's important. That's super important. And that's what I want to give back to everybody else. I want everyone else to understand who's listening out there that there is hope. I'm telling you, I felt like that I was going to be 62, 65 doing the same exact thing. Like I'm stuck here. I'm going to just be just, I'm just, be just like my father, just like my dad. And I'm not, I'm not, and you are not your parents. You have the ability to write your own story. You have the ability to change. You are worthy. You are capable. You are deserving. 
I believe in you. So if you don't think anybody else believes in you, trust me, I believe in you. But not be sitting here talking to you, pouring everything I got into this microphone right now, unscripted. I don't even know what the heck I'm saying sometimes, but that picture, looking at that picture really, really got me to the point where, wow, so much has happened prior to that and after that. I want you to go out and make your life great. You deserve it. I'll see you on the next episode.